0: Good morning, my name is Tommy Hogan, it's good to see your faces today, I feel like it's been a while since I've been up here, because um, it has, and uh, so it's, it's good to be up here, and I want to start out this morning by giving you a few updates on some things before we jump into the word, um, the first is, we're very excited, and you all have been very patient. Um, but we are just about ready to launch our circles, our small group ministry uh, here at South Shore. Um, it's been a while coming and appreciate again your, your patience. And so um, just a little bit of what this is going to look like over the next few weeks. We'll have uh, a brochure of type um, uh, or some sort of visual way for you to see what Circles are available. We're going to probably launch about 10 or so to start. Um, It's always a little bit challenging to to launch all all at once um, because there's a lot of you here and a lot of you want to get involved and I've gotten some emails from you and when are we starting, when are we starting. And so um, in the next couple weeks, uh, you'll be able to see what's available uh, for you, uh, where they are located, who's going to be leading them, hosting them, um, and, uh, and what they're going to be about, what they're going to look like. Um, we are going to do it a little bit different than maybe how we've done small groups in the past. Um, In the past, we've said, hey, let's join a small group and you get hooked in and and you're off and running until the small group multiplies or something changes, you're in that group. Um, And so the way we want to do it a little bit different this year is we want to offer our small group ministry, our circles, we're calling them, um, in seasons, Okay, so what we want to launch here in the spring is spring season for circles, small groups. So for probably 10 or 12 weeks, um, you can look and say, hey, I'd love to get connected in this group that meets in Bridgewater. Um, there'll be a cap on each circle, so it might be 10, 12. I talked with someone said, hey, we can fit 20 people in our house. I said, that's great um, for, this, for, for that season so that if there's connection, and we're hoping that there is. It's great. You can, you can stick with those folks, or you can try something new. So we might do something all together as a church, like for this first season. Um, we're just encouraging hosts, people that want to host God's presence and host people, um, to just have dinner together at least twice a month. Um, and so the few things that make our circles unique to here at South Shore is one, we want you to get together and connect at least twice a month. Some can do it more, that's great, uh, but at least twice a month. And then we want them to carry the values of, of, a, of what we carry here as, at a, as, a, as a church. So the value of invitation, where the, your group, your circle is open to other people joining. We want them to carry the value of grow, which is discipleship, which is moving further in our faith, in our our journey with Jesus, challenging and encouraging one another. And then the last one is care, right? Caring for one another, loving one another. Um, And so this is gonna be happening very soon. Um, We're already talking with many people who will be hosting a circle. Um, Some of you may have already been tapped on the shoulder. saying, hey, would you want to consider partnering up with us for this next season? And then for the rest of us, because we don't want anybody to fall through the cracks here. We want everybody that, that wants to connect to have that opportunity. There'll be something um, that you'll be able to see that would say, hey, this looks like a place that I can, I can connect. And so they'll all have a little bit different flavor. There might be couples leading it. It might be just Individuals partnering up together, there could be a men's circle there could be a, a mom of young children's circle there could be um, um, you know just regular old couples mixed group of people getting together um, and 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 having that opportunity to be able to do those things that I've mentioned those those values so be looking for that. I will be available after you might have some questions we don't have all the answers yet and I can't Really take questions right now, um, but if you have questions, you can reach out to me um, at any time, and I'll be happy to answer you. But there'll be more information coming um, on that uh, soon. So that's the first update. I hope you all are excited as I am about connecting um, with with one another. The second is just a quick update on our on our youth. Um, as you may or may not know, in addition to leading our discipleship ministry here at South Shore also lead our our teens and I just want to say we had an amazing time uh, a couple weeks ago at Camp Aria Um, I think Tara had mentioned it and prayed for us and Michaela was there she stepped in as one of our leaders Mandy in the back Um, uh, and so we had a great time there we had 20-ish students we brought 21 but we only brought 20 back if you don't see your kid and spend two weeks, you should probably let me know. Um, but we had a great time. I just want to read. I've done these things. I've done retreats for a long time. So I did it as a youth pastor for a number of years uh, in the early 2000s. Um, took a little break and and was back this year, and it was, it was weird. Um, it was like, wow, here I am again. And, um, and I, you know, I didn't know really what to expect these Moments in kids' lives can always be really, really powerful, um, even for adults and leaders like it was it was a powerful time. The speaker was incredible, the worship was really good and so we got back one night on um, uh, I think it was Saturday night. It kind of leads up to Saturday night the talks and it's like okay let's make a decision and um, and I, you know there was a moment before the message in worship where our students were. Um, And there were some kids um, that aren't a regular part of our group that were there. And um, there was, we had two rows of kids. And at one moment, they all had their hands next to each, on top of each other, like, holding each other's shoulders. And they, it was the only, really the only, there was 400 kids there. And it was the only um, group that I could see, although they were just the ones I was looking at. But I was like, wow. And they were all just swaying back and forth to the worship. And so I asked these, these, the boys after, because I had the boys for small group time, like, you know, let's talk about what happened tonight. And the kids were like, oh, man, it was, it was crazy. Um, the worship was, was incredible. And I'm like, oh, wow, tell me more. And, and this is what kind of went around the room. And I wrote this down because I was just like, wow. And these are some of the quotes for some of the boys uh, in our cabin. Uh, I said, in worship, um, I had, I should be able to read my own writing. In worship, um, I had this incredible feeling that was indescribable. Um, another quote was, "All my worries went away." Another quote: "I said I felt something powerful in my chest. I don't know what it was." Um, another boy said, I, "I just felt happy." Another another boy said, "At that moment, nothing else mattered." And then the last one, well, there's two more, one of them said, we were all all crying in worship. And then the next day, I asked one kid, as he was uh, packing up his sleeping bag, I said, how was this weekend for you? And he said, without a hesitation, he said, this weekend was life-changing. And um, I was just like, ooh, that's a good quote. Um, Jot that down. And uh, I don't want to apologize for my emotion, um, cause that's, it's real. And you put so much effort and time and, and love, and, and not just me, all of, our, all of our student leaders, the time and the commitment and taking time off of work. And, and you pour out these kids and you just, I mean, most of the time we're just playing with them. We're running around, we're just having fun, we're getting to know them, having conversations. So it's not like super hard work, it's fun work, but it's a, it's a commitment. And sometimes it is emotionally draining. Um, but um, it was, uh, I just thank those leaders uh, for, for their time and their commitment to, to them and for the, um, you know, what clearly um, was, was a powerful move. So we're excited about where our, our, our little youth group is, is heading. They want to start a worship band and they want to, you know, um, have student leadership and they want to, and so it's just, it's exciting to, to be a part of, of that again. So, okay, that was my... Um, that was my update. Now let's get into the Word. Um, I want to share with you this morning um, a prayer. I'll try to do this with one hand. Um, as I was thinking about opening today, and I said, how, how do I want to start our, our talk this morning? And um, one of the passages that I was planning to use what's the prayer that I want to pray? And so it's out of Ephesians. If you have your your Bibles, go ahead and open up to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. I'll give you a moment to open up your app if you need to on your phone as well. And this is Paul, and and he's starting out his message uh, or his letter to the church at Ephesus and he says this for this reason ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the Saints I have not stopped giving thanks for you remembering you in my prayers I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the glorious Father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better that is my prayer that was my prayer All week and month as I was preparing for this is that God may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better I pray he continues also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has been called he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in the Saints And he finishes up and says, and God placed all of things, all things under his feet, Jesus, and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. And so, Lord, that is my prayer this morning as we go through these next few minutes, Father, and we share the truth about who you are and the truth about who we are because of you. Lord, that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened, and we would know, and and the wisdom and revelation from heaven would come into this place, Lord, and would fall on us as your church. God, that we would become alive because of what you have done in and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so you got your Bibles. Let's move over to Colossians. We have, I think we're just about halfway through Colossians. Um, we've got a few more weeks. And I've been, I've been asked to share this passage in Colossians 2, verses 9 through 15. So if you want to go there, Colossians chapter 2, verses 9 through 15. and It should be up on the screen as well. Great. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and you have been given fullness in Christ, who is head over every power and authority. In him you were also circumcised, in the putting off of your sinful nature, not with the circumcision done by hands of men, but with the circumcision done by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, and raised with him through your faith in the power of God who raised Jesus from the dead he continues when you were dead in your sin and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature God made you alive with Christ he forgave us all our sins having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us he took it away nailing it to the cross And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. The part I want to spend most of my time this morning is up in the top, is the first couple of verses. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And you, us, we... Have been given fullness in Christ, who is head over every power. You with me so far? Okay, just making sure. All right. Philippians, back one book. Philippians chapter 2. I'm setting this all up and then I'm gonna bring it home. Philippians, I hope. Philippians 2. Verses 5 through 11. Philippians 2, verses 5 through 11. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being, in very, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and he became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and every, and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So, What are we saying here? There is something that when we put our faith in Jesus, something, many things actually happen in that moment, okay? The first is, and this is automatic, when we say yes to Jesus, our sinful nature is gone. We are no longer slaves to our body and the desires that our body creates, it is gone in Christ. The second is the promise of heaven. Is the promise of heaven. Is the, is the hope that we have that when Jesus died, we died with him. And then when he rose from the dead, we rose with him. And therefore, our, our earthly bodies are gone. And our spiritual, our, spiritual, um, our spirits have come alive with Christ. And therefore, we can know for sure that we are um, eternally secure with Jesus. There's continual forgiveness. There's deliverance from legal requirements, as well as evil and spiritual oppression. Okay? So those are things that are automatically true when we put our faith in Christ. But what this means, well, it plays out differently in the life of the believer, Living with God's power in the fullness of God is really up to us whether or not we want to believe that or not. See, because Jesus knew who he was, right? Jesus knew he was God's son. He was affirmed by the Father. He knew where he was before he came, and in that passage that I just read, he decided, or the father, the three of them, decided that when Jesus is going to come down in, in, as a human being, he was going to abdicate all of his um, spiritual authority that he has, and he was going to completely and fully rely on his Father in heaven. That's kind of crazy to think, because Jesus is Jesus. And we think when Jesus does all his miracles and, and, and he does all the things and he gets words that, that maybe somehow he's accessing the fact that he is also God. But what that passage says is that he actually put that aside. He has the ability to do it, he has the ability to do all of the things. But he said, No, I'm not going to use in and of myself that power. I am going to completely and fully rely on the Spirit of God, and I'm only going to listen and do what the Father says to do. So in John, you can go there if you'd like, but just as a quick one, in John 5, um, verses 19, Jesus says, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his Father doing. Whatever Whatever the Father does, the Son does also. So what does this mean for us? What does this mean for me and for you to have this knowledge. Because I have to be honest, I don't walk in this truth every day. I don't walk in this truth that like Jesus, I have the fullness of God's spirit in me at every moment and every day. I struggle with my own thoughts, I struggle with my own uh, sin, I struggle with, with lies that I believe about myself. And I, and I, and I sadly too often allow those lies to limit my ability to be able to be who God calls me to be. Okay. If we don't know it or believe it, we cannot be it. We can only live to the level. We can only live out to the level that we believe. Okay. So Jesus, he knew who he was. He knew who he was and he knew what he could do. So he knew that with God, he really had had no limits. But his belief in who he was was up here. And therefore, he was able to accomplish so much because of who he believed he was. The level to which we believe in ourselves and our capabilities is equal to the level of the impact we make. Okay, so if I believe that I am God's son, that I am his adopted son, that um, the fullness of his spirit lives in me. Well, that's going to that's going to change my everyday thinking. That's going to change what I what I do and how I live that out every day. But it's to the level I believe it. If 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 I stay in the Tommy. What are you doing? If I stay in that, you think you can get up there and you can tell people about me. Well, then that's the level, that's, that's the amount of, of faith that I'm going to have. And so I have to, even in preparation for this, of which I had some anxiety about, I'm like, I have to convince them that they have the fullness of God in them. And Jesus is like, no, no, like, just, just trust me. Like, let me do that work. And in all week long, and not just me, so many others, we've been praying. Not that my words would come out all fancy and convince you we've been praying that the spirit of god would come and fall on this place and do what he is can do and wants to do in and through each one of us and there would be an outpouring of his spirit in this in this place in this time and that our eyes would be open to what he wants to do in and through us and so the more i believe the truth about who i am the more i am able to accomplish for his for his good work for the things that he wants to accomplish um, in this world and what he's looking for what he's seeking is people that will believe the truth about who they are in him and um, amanda talked about it a couple weeks ago about our identity and who we are and so what do you believe Do you believe this? And if you believe this, how is it changing you every day? And I am, as I mentioned, challenged with this more than I'd like to admit sometimes. The more we realize who we truly are in Christ, the more Christ-like we become. The more we put ourselves, put others before ourselves. We must realize the true power of God in us is the ability to die to our own desires and love others the same way that Jesus did. And so that is the key. The more full we get, and we are full, but the more we realize how full we are, the more we become like Jesus and the more we love. This isn't about pumping ourselves up. and are like, oh, look at me. I have the fullness of God in me and look what I can do. The more we understand who God is and what he's given us, the more we become like him, the more we become like Jesus. And when we look at Jesus, he did some pretty amazing things. I don't need to name them all, but he did them all in the name of love. He did them all because he loved people and he wanted people to know what the Father in heaven was like. So he became a man through, you know, um, said, I don't, need to, I don't need to use my own authority. I'm going to rely completely and solely on, on the Father. But Jesus, he served, he taught, he counseled, he healed every sickness, he cast out demons, he discipled, he raised the dead, he had words of, of wisdom, all these miraculous signs and wonders. And then he said to us and to his disciples, he goes, oh yeah, oh, well, by the way, when the Spirit comes and falls on you, you're going to do even better things. You're going to do even greater things. So what stops us from believing this truth? And I've shared a little bit already. Here's just a few things. What we believe is sin in our lives. Now, I just said that one of the benefits of putting our faith in Jesus is that the sin is wiped away. But yet, I continue to live in the fact that I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I mess up. And you know what? Half the time, I'm not even doing anything bad, but my mind is consumed with not wanting to do bad, (laughs) right? I just, okay, don't, don't, don't mess up today. Don't mess up today. All right. Oh, let's, you know, let's keep, let's keep those thoughts. Let's keep those thoughts in check. Sin is such a great distractor and yet our sin is gone. And yet we sit in and we think about it, well, I can't do those things that God's called me to do because of my thoughts, because of my actions. And God's trying to say, guys, in me, that stuff is gone. Let's focus on the mission here. There are people who need to know the love of the Father, and you're afraid to share it because you think you're not good enough. It is such a distractor for us. For me, lies, believing lies that are not true about ourselves. And we're human beings, and we are stuck with this body, this side of heaven. And even though in Christ, we are no longer slaves to sin, we are no longer slaves to our body, We are slaves to righteousness, is what the word says. We are still stuck in this thing with its fleshly desires. And we grow up with hurt. We grow up with pain. We grow up with labels that people have told us. And it is hard to shake those labels sometimes. Only by God's grace can he do that. So I am not good enough. I'm a bad husband, I'm a bad father, I'm a bad pastor. These are things that I wrestle with in my mind more times than I'd like to admit. When I lose it with my kids and I yell and I think, oh my goodness, and I feel that shame, I'm like, oh, you 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 could be so much better, Tommy. You could be such a better father if you just did this or you just did that or you just had more patience or... You could just learn how to keep it, keep you cool. And I sit and I think, oh, that feels true right now. And I have to, I have to kind of change those tapes, and believe that I'm, I am not perfect, that I'm going to make mistakes, that I'm going to lose my cool sometimes. Or another one for me is um, just feeling lazy. I feel I have this thing. I'm just like I could always be working harder I could have prepared better for this message today oh man that that talk or at school that meeting I could have prepared I could have prepared better and you know there is perhaps some some truth to that but not when it's incessant it's over it's over and it drives you and you just think to yourself man if I was just better at this or better at that, if I worked harder at this, I worked harder at that. And those lies play in my mind and it distracts me and it keeps me from the truth of who I am and the truth of, you know, I do work pretty hard and I'm not gonna get it right all the time. And I'm not gonna let this, that lie in my mind that says, man, you could have done a little bit better. You could have done, a bit. so that can knock you off the game. Be like, just, I'm just going to give up. Why am I doing this? I'll just go back to selling health care benefits. That would be easier. But there's this truth that God keeps telling me. There's this, there's this his, his, his words, his, um, his affirmation. And I've shared this before in different ways. That when I feel those negative things about myself... He is so gracious to remind me of who I am and who he's created me to be. And he says, no, I put you in that spot for a reason. And I go, wow, well, let me know when you, fit, you know, <laughs> please tell me why. Because I don't feel like I should be doing that. Or I don't feel like I'm, I'm equipped to raise four children. <laughs> right? I mean, I can't, this is too hard. This is too, this is too hard. These are the things that stop me from believing the truth. The, the sin, what I perceive to be sin in my life, the lies. And I just want to say this too. What we believe about ourselves is how we think other people view us. This, this was like, this was a kind of a revelation for me. If I think that I'm lazy... All the time, and and I shouldn't take that nap. I love naps, (laughs) love naps. But I'm like, I should, I should be work on this, or I should be doing that, or I should be spending time with the kids. When I think I'm lazy all the time, I think other people think I'm lazy too. My boss, right? My wife, my kids, um, God always trying to measure up. Because if I think that I'm less than, that's how I think other people perceive me as well. And yet other people are, are always like, Tommy, you're so great, you're so, you know, this. And, and, and in the back of my mind, sometimes I'm just like, hey, if you only knew, I took a nap today. <laughs> What's wrong with a nap? There's nothing wrong with a nap. Raising four kids and working a full-time job is hard. It's hard. So then that affects my relationship with people. Because I always thinking, do you really love me for who I am? Do you really know me? No, you don't know me. You think you know me. If you knew me, you wouldn't like me. That's what I tell myself. And yet God tells me different. And so I have to say, I share all these things, not that I am bound And shackled to these things because it has taken some time but I I work through these things and I have I start to recognize hey this is this is not true about me and I so I don't go into a spiral of depression necessarily over it although I have to tell you I've had bouts with depression and I've had bouts with anxiety that have felt like they've overtaken me because I think this is just too much this is just too hard and God says I'm enough for you I'm enough for you I believe in you and slowly my mind starts to be renewed. These are all distractions the enemy tries to throw at us to keep us off our game. And what is our game? What is it that we are trying to accomplish here in this place? We simply want to be representatives of God, of Jesus. Imperfect in and of ourselves, but perfect because of what he's done. Come together in unity, love one another, serve one another, care for one another, and to love the world. That's our game, if you want to call it that. This is the great mission in life as, as followers of Jesus, is to know who we are in him and to share it with others. To share it, to share what he's done in you with others. So, a couple more things. How do, we live, how do we live in this truth? I feel like, and I sensed this this morning, and I, I wrote a little note down here. I feel like there are some of us here today, and those watching online, hey, I know you're there, that You've said to yourself, I have tried and tried and tried to believe this truth about myself. I have tried and tried and tried. And I feel like at every turn, God just puts another thing in my way to stop me from connecting with him. To another thing that is just too hard and you're ready to wave the white flag. It's just too hard. God, where are you? I need a miracle. I need just a day without a kid being sick. (laughs) Please, I need a break. Help me out here. If that's you today, and you're sitting here, or you're listening, I want to encourage you to not give up. I want to encourage you to hang in there. You are not alone. You are not alone. This has been a hard season for all of us, and we all have different ways in which we've experienced it, but the truth of the matter is it has been hard. We have been isolated from one another. And God this morning wants to say to you, through my spirit, his spirit in me, to you, don't give up. Please don't give up. So, how do we live in this truth? First, this is in no particular order, this is the order I put in there. You need an encounter with the Holy Spirit. You need an encounter with Jesus. So I pray that for you in, in this time, in this moment. And I think we're going to have a song at the end. Yes. Good. Um, use this time. There have been people praying into this moment for you right now to encounter the Holy Spirit in a way you've never experienced. And so I pray that for you today, you will have an encounter with him. He is the one that changes the heart. He's the one that pulls back the blinders. Nothing I say without him makes a difference. He's the difference maker. Put yourself in opportunities where you can encounter God. Secondly, memorize scripture. What? Yes, Memorize scripture. Memorize the truth of who you are. I spent about a half an hour this morning in my basement looking for a cassette tape. They don't sell them at Walgreens. This is the best thing I could find. Looks like a cassette tape, right? This is a Hi8 video cassette. Why did I bring this? Because we need to replace the lies. We need to replace those distractions of who we think we are with the truth of who God says we are. So I say memorize scripture, study scripture, get in the word. Start to absorb the truth about who we are. And throw this away. It's gonna smash it, and I'm like, I'll try to smash it, and I'll hurt my hand or something. Throw it away. Throw those tapes away. Third, get alone with Jesus. You can have an encounter in these moments, which is wonder, which are wonderful. Just get alone with Jesus. Spend time with him. If you're feeling like you're at the end of your rope and that was you, it's like, hey, I'm done. I just, this is too much. These are things that will help you get alone with Jesus. Find time to just be with him, even if it's like, I don't know what to say, just do it. And the last is get in community with people, right? This was circle right back to where we started. See what I did there? Get in community with people. Get connected. Don't be a lone ranger. That's where the enemy tries to pick us off. He's like, oh, look at Tommy's out there all by himself, taking him out. But you know what? When I'm in community, when I'm with people who love Jesus and who love me, man, I feel empowered. I feel loved. I feel connected. I feel encouraged. So when these circles come out, these opportunities, plug in. Find a friend that you can share your heart with, you can be honest with, that can encourage you, that loves God. We need to walk in this, in the truth of who we are. We have a kingdom assignment, each and every one of us. We need to be bold in our faith, so that we can see God's kingdom, God's heaven come here to earth. I hope you're encouraged today to know that you are the apple of his eye, and the fullness of his spirit resides in you, in you, in you, in you, in you, in you. In you. That is the beauty Of the gospel of jesus that is the good news is that we have that we got to know we have it we got to live and we got to walk in that pray with me lord thank you for this time this morning thank you for the truth of who you are and what you've done for us and that you've you've given us everything we need And Lord, I pray this morning as we sing this last song, Lord, that your spirit would come and would fall on this place. If you all would stand as we sing this last song. And I just want to, in an act of faith, I want to ask you this morning as we worship today, if you are looking for... An encounter with the Holy Spirit with the truth of who you are to be revealed you're saying I need that I need to know this I need this to be rooted down in my heart deep I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand and for those of you that are around if you're comfortable just lay a hand on a shoulder reach your hand out and pray for them okay don't be afraid to put your hand up if you need an encounter with God this morning. If you need a fresh feeling of his spirit, put your hand up and let's, let's do this together.